in my other like in my other life i'm somewhere in changi as like a, just a beach bum Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 132 of the Between You and Me podcast. This is the place where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in the church. My name is Jessica Morris. I'm an Australian music journalist. And if you didn't guess it from the snippet at the intro, that was Benjamin William Hastings. You may know him from Hillsong United. He is a solo artist in his own right. And to clear up any confusion, I have to say this, he doesn't believe in reincarnation, guys. That was a joke. He was saying if he'd chosen another path in life, he would have been a beach bum in Bali. Okay? Just wanted to clarify that, but also how cool would it have been if he'd actually been like a DJ in Bali? <laughs> anyway, that'll make more sense as you get through this episode. But as I said, my name is Jess. And today, surprise, surprise, our guest is... Well, Irish-Australian, now American-residing artist Benjamin William Hastings. He just released his debut record, self-titled. It has 25 tracks, which feels like he's trying to outdo Taylor Swift. Now, I don't think that was the intent, but the album, I would say it's my favourite album of the year, which I know is a big call, but it is so beautifully done uh, and it discusses deconstruction, faith, church, life, asking hard questions so honestly. Uh, I listened to it and I was like, how the heck did this make it to mainstream Christian music? Because it feels like, like it's asking questions that in the past we haven't had permission to ask on a really broad level. And yet here it is. It sort of shows that maybe the tide's turning a bit. We're able to share our stories and hopefully be understood and share space for each other in that. So... Here it is. I've got an episode with Ben. I'm calling him Ben, but he's Benjamin William Hastings. I'm just Aussie. Um, we've got an episode with Ben coming up. This interview was stellar. So I had chatted to Ben initially on the red carpet at the Dove Awards. Randomly, I felt like I knew him because I've crossed paths with Hillsong a few times. He had no idea who I was. Um, but also, he, we, he lived in Australia for 10 years. And at that point at the Dove Awards, if anyone had ever lived in Australia, I was like, friend, you're familiar. That sounds great. Um, so basically, I felt like we were friends. And he was kind enough just to go along with that dynamic. Thank you, Benjamin. Appreciate you. So we're going to get into this interview. But I do pre-warn you, it is long, which is why I've cut it into two parts. You are getting part one of my conversation with Benjamin William Hastings this week. And part two is coming next week. And once you hear this, this conversation, I think you'll be glad that we've cut it up like that because there is so much goodness in here. There's like storytelling and hard questions and laughter. And meanwhile, I had the really hard job of hand selecting a bunch of tracks from his album to place through both episodes to tell his story better and Dang, he has so many good options in there. Um, so you're about to hear my conversation with Benjamin William Hastings. Now, an FYI for new friends of the show, you're about to hear a bio about Benjamin, the who, what, when, where, why. This is your background information if you've never met or heard of the guy before. Or if you're like me, maybe you'll be like, oh, that's the, the Sequoia Seasons guy, right, from Hillsong? Yeah, you'll be amazed at how many songs he has written. So 
Friends, here is a bio. Meet Benjamin William Hastings. know who Benjamin William Hastings is, you definitely will recognise his voice. For nearly a decade, the 31-year-old Northern Irish-born musician has had his voice and his lyrics on recordings across the globe as a member of Hillsong United. Now today is an artist who has just released his first solo album. His resume is impressively ridiculous. He has received 500 million streams of songs he's written or co-written collectively. He's had top five songs and he has penned hits for Brandon Lake, Corey Asbury, Young and Free, Hillsong Worship, Taya and more. It makes sense then that this debut album is also impressively ridiculously long in the best way, 25 tracks. A poetic, introspective, honest and convicting collection of prayers, reflections and songs Benjamin grapples with faith, church, evangelical culture, and he shares a little bit more about his Northern Irish heritage in the sound too. So how did Benjamin William Hastings get to this point? And bizarrely, why did it take this 31-year-old so long to finally make his unique mark on the world with this album? After years of being that guy from Hillsong who sang the Sequoia song. Well, to understand that, we have to go back to the start. Now, like I said, Benjamin was born in Northern Ireland and he lived in Belfast. He moved to Sydney, Australia when he was 19 and soon met his now wife, Jessa. They were married after just a year and along the way, Benjamin also met her childhood friends, people who just happened to go to Hillsong Church and played in a band called Hillsong United, that really big band, right? Yeah, that one. And soon enough, this crew noticed his knack for songwriting. So in 2013, Benjamin helped to pen Hillsong Worship's Easter song, Victory, which, side note, randomly, my church sang at Christmas time one year. But in any case, around this time, Benjamin also began touring with the band. Now in 2015, his song, Oh Pray The Name, appeared on Hillsong Worship's 2015 album, Open Heaven, River Wild. Now, while Benjamin was still relatively unknown to us at this time, his songs spoke for themselves. This track, Oh Praise The Name, was re-recorded by Soul Survivor and by our friend Shane and Shane in later years. We also heard Benjamin on Hillsong United's iconic album, Empires, which is one of my all-time favourites, and that dropped the same year. On this album, he helped to pen the track, Oh Captain, led by Taya, and contributed to Young and Free's album, Youth Revival, with the song, Where You Are. So basically at this point, Benjamin William Hastings has written for every Hillsong expression, bar Hillsong Kids, still waiting on that. His life is busy, and it gets busier after he and Jessica get married. See, while they tried songwriting together and this was altogether unsuccessful, Jessa is an award-winning author. They both stay in their lanes. She did give birth to their oldest daughter around this time and as the family grew, so did Benjamin's career. In 2017, he appeared on Hillsong's Christmas album, The Peace Project, where he sang his well-known song, Seasons. And this was the first time I personally paid attention to who Benjamin William Hastings was. And finally, it seemed like the music industry was also noticing what the crew at Hillsong had identified years earlier. So this year, Benjamin co-writes with Kerry Joe for her 2017 album, The Garden, and their track, The Cause of Christ, was the first of his many published co-writes. 2018 seemed to be that year for Benjamin William Hastings and his career to take off. At this point, if you haven't heard So Will I a hundred billion times, you haven't listened to Christian radio. Which in fairness could be like 20% of you, but in any case, Ben wrote the song So Will I a hundred billion times, which was recorded by Hillsong United. It also appeared on Hillsong Worship's 2017 album, Wonder. Now, So Will I went bananas across the globe. Churches love this, and with good reason. 
They managed to get the word evolution or evolving into a track and I still don't know how they managed to get that through. In any case, this song, So Will I, won Worship Song of the Year at the Dove Awards and it was also certified gold. His song, Peace, also appeared on Young and Free's album, Three, and Bethel Music also recorded a version of this track. And now continuing with his co-writes for other artists, this year Benjamin also helped pen the song Details for our friend Sarah Reeves and he helped pen the track Rescuer for Rent Collective. How's that for diversity? Now come 2019 and we are all blissfully unaware that a global pandemic was about to turn the world upside down. At this point, Benjamin was an established voice in the Hillsong United band and his tracks Highland, Song of Ascent, As You Find Me and Echoes, Till We See the Other Side, from the People album, were eagerly sung by churches across the globe, including myself. Benjamin would go on United's People tour to coincide with this, but the co-writes didn't stop. He wrote the song Remember for Brian and Katie Torwart, who would later go on to tour with, and he wrote Never Far for our friends in Local Sound, based in Nashville. He also wrote Alabaster Heart with Kaylee Hagenthal of Brethel, which actually became the title track of the very important album. This year also featured co-writes with Phil Wickham for his album Sing Along 4. To top it off, this year Benjamin also co-wrote with Corey Asbury and their track The Father's House was nominated for Dove Song of the Year and it reached number one on the charts. After a whirlwind few years, the pandemic hit. Yet 2020, things still seem to keep rolling for Ben, at least on a professional level. The formation of his album first began in this time as he grappled with faith, theology and the church, which anyone outside of his core friends didn't know. But in this period, he continues to pour out hits. He kept writing for Hillsong and the track Upper Room was on their Alive album. He also co-wrote more for Young and Free, the title track Best Friends. And his co-writes this year were even more mind-blowing than the year before, which is saying something. He penned Honesty for our friend Ellie Limebear, This Is Life for KB, Even the Impossible for Mac Brock, and he penned the hit song Gratitude for Brandon Lake, which later appeared on The Chosen. Come 2021, it was a strange year, and on the outset, it looks pretty sparse for Benjamin's songwriting credit-wise. He had one published co-write this year that we know of, A Beautiful Life for his bandmate Alexander Pappas, whose EP is great, by the way. But then you remember that Benjamin and Jessa had their second child around this time. So when he was invited to go on tour with Corey Asbury with only a few weeks to spare, Benjamin thought he'd better record and release something. And the double single Homeward Plus Faith is followed. Finally giving us music by Benjamin William Hastings that was uniquely Benjamin William Hastings. This was followed by the Christmas EP, Seed to Sequoia. And for the first time, the public were able to see the artistry of Benjamin at his finest. And thankfully, the Christmas EP included his own version of Seasons because it would be at a service not to have him sing that song again. Life began to come back into some sort of rhythm around this time, but like the rest of his bandmates, Benjamin was also grappling with a fallout of the controversy about Hillsong and Hillsong's leadership, which was all over the media for good reason. Yet despite this, Benjamin still had multiple co-writes and he kept producing creatively. His song that The Power was on Hillsong's 2022 album, I would say probably one of the strongest tracks on that album, and he also co-wrote United's lead single, No You Will. Now, as one of a handful of United artists now creating their own music, he also co-wrote multiple tracks for bandmate Taya Godcroger on her debut album. And then to top it off, he also penned a duet with Cody Cairns, Take You At Your Word, the electrifying anthem of Hope, 
which you've probably heard all over the radio if that's your thing. Now over the last couple of years there's also been multiple iterations of the United Tomlin Tour, that is Hillsong United go on tour with Chris Tomlin. There have been quite a few legs of this and the latest one only finished a few weeks ago. Meanwhile, in the midst of all this, Ben, Jessa and the family moved from Sydney to Los Angeles. So you could say that 2022 was the end of a massive decade where Benjamin William Hastings released his debut album of 25 songs in November, culminating in a huge shift in his life, creatively, artistically and faith-wise. Benjamin William Hastings' debut album is honest, introspective and in his words, a massive overshare. The album invites listeners to lie down in the dirt beside him and look at the stars. In a bid to give voice to people looking for a space to belong and ask hard questions, he shares his doubts, hopes, and reflects elements of his Northern Irish heritage, making this, in my opinion, one of the strongest albums of 2022. Friends, I am delighted to introduce you to our new friend. This is Benjamin William Hastings. Benjamin William Hastings, it is so lovely to I mean, I met you on the Doves Red Carpet, but that just feels like a weird parallel universe. So it's lovely to meet you face-to-face in person, over a screen anyway. Thank you so much for <laughs> chatting with me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Um, now, for everyone who hasn't met you personally yet or who knows you as the guy from United, yeah. in your own words, who is Benjamin William Hastings? Oh, wow. Well, I... I'm from Ireland, Northern Ireland specifically. I was there for the first 19 years of my life. Um, then I moved to Australia, was there for 10 years, met my wife, who's Australian, have two Australian kids. Um, oh, who is Benjamin William Hastings? This is a good, I, I feel like I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, I love music. Um, I love God, and I've been on a pursuit to try to figure out who he is and um, all about him, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, and yeah, I'm a, I guess a husband, a dad. Um, I love thinking. I love good conversation. I've been getting into barbecuing. Which been <laughs> I love that. Just tagging that on the end and barbecuing just to, just around that I love out. Sport. Yeah. What's your favorite sport? sport? Well, I got in. I used to play a lot as a kid, and then I got injured quite badly so i'm pretty limited i am gonna go play soccer tonight for the first time Ooh. in a while tore my achilles like oh. the last time i played soccer so <laughs> i might ease myself in but um my favorite sport at the minute is actually probably um golf nice. we play a lot of golf hunter and golf's really fun social sport but i kind of like all sport i grew up playing rugby and i love rugby but i can't really i mean i probably could play it here but i'd I just don't think my body would cope anymore. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> I feel like you would have, when you lived in Australia, your love of sports would have made you fit in really well as well, yeah. especially in like Sydney where rugby is life. I'm in Victoria I'm and I'm like, who cares? But Sydney, that's yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. how, how is Ben in 2022 different to Ben mm-hmm. in 2019? Ooh, okay. So in 2019... I guess it depends on the, at the part of it. At the start of 2019, I feel like I was in a really good place. And then about halfway through, I find myself descending into a bit of a existential crisis, so to speak, um, where 
I really started wrestling with God and a lot of questions and doubts and, um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff. And then that of course then flowed right into the pandemic. So then I had like a year and a bit to just like think about it, which probably wasn't the best. Um, so in that 2019 period, I started working on, um, my album, which is my, uh, and it kind of was, uh, I guess a lot of it is me documenting what I was feeling and what I was going through, what I was trying to, what the wrestles I was having and um, the kind of rebuilding of my, of my faith in a lot of ways. Um, also 2019 band was in Australia, um, which I, I mean, I love Australia and I miss it a lot. And, um, but that meant to travel. Like, so we, we traveled a lot actually in 2019, I think, I think we did like, yeah, we did three or four sort of big legs of tours. We did all through America and we did um, South America as well. And so, yeah, it was a big, um, that was a big, big year. Um, and then, yeah, the next few years, it's just, it's been a strange couple of years for, strange three years, I think, for everyone. It's like the life was perfectly normal and then it was really strange and then it was kind of, been rebuilding ever since and it kind of feels like things are reasonably normal again but. yeah it's sort of like a slightly skewed no, new normal yeah. oh, i new hate normal. talking about the new normal everyone talks about that but it feels like that yeah, yeah. it does and it will it's also like it's it's even new in the sense that everyone came out of the whole thing a little different oh yes. you know it's like it's like normal but it's it's not normal because we're all we were, we're all a little bit changed I haven't written in forever At least something I would sing Cause I'm so scared of inauthentic I've just not been saying anything And I'm sick of sanding down my edges To make this cross a crucifix For only God knows and my voice knows All the things I really think So hold on gonna lie in the dirt but we'll stare at the stars and you might read some regrets but i've none or i quit so if faith is a fact i'm gonna win so within that you were creating an, your own personal album of your own songs, yeah. which has 25 tracks, which as yeah. we already discussed, I love that. And because each, each when you listen to it in order, it seems mm-hmm. so meticulously placed and so right. carefully curated. Um, yeah. Can you tell me about how the album like came into being? Were you approached? Did you start putting it together and then approach labels? Like how did that work? Um, yeah, so... Actually, it started as a. I've. I think I've wanted to do something for a while, but I. I didn't feel the, the need to in the sense that I. I felt like my, through all the other mediums I was a part of, I was pretty able to express myself. So like when I was doing United, I, I really didn't feel capped that I couldn't say the things I wanted to say, and it. But I had had conversations like Joel and I had talked about like wanting to do like 
wanting to do something. He was talking about um, trying to push some of our guys to to do their own thing and also have like other things happening. So we talked about that. And then it wasn't until 2019 when I started kind of wrestling with all this stuff that I felt like I had something to say that was worth saying and that wouldn't fit on other things that didn't really have a place. Um, and so I kind of slowly embarked upon it. Not, I didn't, I knew I was kind of working towards something, but I didn't really know when or what that was. Um, but I just got started working on it. And I got into the studio with a couple of guys long before we'd really, I didn't have, well, I hadn't talked to the labels or any of that stuff. I just thought, well, let's just start this. And, um, and so we did that. And then through, uh, I guess through those conversations with Joel, he kind of created this like, uh, structure, I guess, called IO where a lot of our guys could like funnel with and have partnerships with different labels and all that kind of stuff. So we worked together, which has been actually really amazing. And he's done a, a really good job with that. And as a great team. And, um, and then, yeah, I'm kind of assigned one with capital and, uh, they've been amazing too. So it kind of, it, but it did really happen all very organically. It was all kind of pre-existing relationships. It wasn't, there was no like shopping or like any of that stuff. It was just, I started working on the stuff. I already had some things to show. So I started showing people and it kind of really organically all happened. And, um, it happened quickly because there was a Corey Asbury, we were buddies and he asked me to come out on a tour he was doing. Um, but that was like in six, it was six weeks away from when the tour was happening. And it was like, well, if I'm going to have mute. I should probably have some music out by the time I do this tour. So we kind of rushed the whole process. I barely got it. Um, we barely got it over the line, but we did. So, um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a, it's been a really big uh, year in that regard. I think a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. I don't think I realized how much work the uh, like really doing your own thing is. And then on top of that, I am in a in another band, so it's like that's a thing. And you just yeah. finished touring <laughs> with said other yeah. band, so that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot, um, and they kind of marry together well. But there's a lot of it's like. I would say two full-time jobs, but it's probably more like four. Like there's Hey, are you a creator? Do you like creating fancy slideshows for church? Or maybe you're a videographer, a podcaster like me. Maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs. 
That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tee. And I love a good nostalgic band tee, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me. And remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com and hit the shop button. I mean, and then you're a husband and a father as well. So, yeah. you know, just all of that, moving to a different country. Yeah. yeah, it has. It's been it's been a lot, a lot. But but it's good. We're kind of we're we're getting through it. It's been it's been fun. And I and I hope I hope I can find a better pace, like a better rhythm for the years to come. I think this at this point, it's kind of just the building phase. It is what it is. Like, I've got to finish the record. I got to. Um, do all the things you got to do around that and that's fine and then hopefully once things settle i can kind of you know try to find a bit of a healthier balance between all of it yeah, yeah. whatever that looks like whatever that means yeah yeah absolutely. i don't know what that means really but probably just more a little more time at home at least would yeah. be nice because i feel yeah. like i barely um i'm never in la yeah. but i live here so <laughs> yeah it'd be so nice for you to feel at home in la that'd be so good yeah, yeah. completely it really would um, so when I was reading through the presser, it actually, and you have already said this, it actually used the term existential crisis, um, yeah. what, which made me excited because I was like, one, how did these, this term get into a Christian music presser? Thank you. Um, but also <laughs> the fact that you wanted to talk about that. It's such, there can be so much to it. Um, can you tell me about how that happened and what it was actually meant to grapple with your faith in God's like yeah, what, yeah. what did that look like for you knowing that you were also in some sense publicly singing about your faith serving in a yeah. church every week yeah. so how did that work yeah. completely yeah and it I guess it didn't really which is <laughs> which is yeah. where a lot of the songs came from because um yeah, that, that side of it was really hard. I think f- it's really hard to distinguish what it was that actually happened that rocked the, um, that rocked me. It was there was a couple of key moments, um, but I think it was the at some point in at some point in all of it, I just kind of realized that this framework that I'd made for God, um, 
just wasn't quite fitting the things that I actually had started to kind of understand about him, if that makes sense. So I feel like over the last 10 years, my my faith and my relationship with God, my understanding of the Bible, all of these things had evolved. They'd all kind of moved forward. And yet the I guess the house that I kind of had had got in no longer kind of fit or made sense. It was kind of becoming a bit decrepit. It's the best way I can describe it. And I realized that one day. And it was like, um, it was very strange, actually. It was almost like descending into like, uh, like a chaos, so to speak, where I didn't really know which way was up, which way was down. I didn't really know what I could hold on to in regards to like, it, it, it felt like I had a floor and then all of a sudden the floor was gone. And I was like, okay, well, it almost felt like everything was up for grabs, which it wasn't in my, like it wasn't in my mind, but it just felt like I was swimming as opposed to solid. And, um, and the biggest, the hardest bit of that was trying to work it out while also um, doing everything I was doing. Cause I didn't want to, it wasn't like a, I woke up one day and I was like, I don't believe in God anymore. That's it. It was very much like, oh no, I believe in God, but it's like, I don't know if I know exactly what that means at the minute. You know what I mean? Do you ever feel misunderstood When you look at what this thing's become How does something that sides with the least Be the thing that excludes them the most and I'm not trying to put words in your mind Cause I fear that's where we got it wrong But sometimes the Jesus I see Seems so far from the Jesus I know And just like these people I blame have I made you something you're not? Cause I live off the good of your name And in some ways I profit the cross I think the biggest challenge was, as I, oh yeah, as I was saying, the, trying to wrestle that with doing my day job, so to speak. Not that it's a job, but kind of is. Um was I wasn't trying to give up on God and I wasn't trying to give up on faith or I wasn't even, I wasn't trying to even give up on the, the, uh, the framework entirely. I wasn't trying to throw away like Christianity in general. I was more just trying to really be honest to the questions that were happening and pursue, pursue them to the end, to the end. And I kind of had this faith that if, um, if God is who I think he is, um, then this is going to work out. It's going to be okay. But I got to kind of be honest in where I'm at. And so I didn't want to just stop doing what I was doing because I didn't feel since that almost felt like giving up or like I wasn't pursuing God. But then I also, when I would go and wait, like we had this, we were in South America, we were doing these rooms and they were like, well, not even rooms. They were outdoor, uh, these outdoor events. It was like 30,000 people. They're all passionately singing their lungs out. And it was the most amazing experience. And yet at the same time, I'm like, I'm like having all this like thoughts and wrestles in my head. And I remember just thinking like, oh, these people knew what was going on inside me right now. They would not want me up here doing this. And the imposter syndrome of that and the tension of that 
really kind of ended up messing with me and spiraling me further into this kind of chaos. And I think at some point that it went from being this sort of like healthy grapple with God, trying to figure things out to like probably like depression and feeling um, really f- like just, uh, yeah, fraudulent, I guess, or like just like not right. And so a bunch of the songs are kind of about me wrestling with that. Like Dancing With My Shadow is kind of about that season where, um, and it's such a depressing lyric that I had to put it to like upbeat music so that like, so that nobody would notice. Not that they probably did, but the point being like, um, yeah, the, it, it's like that, um, there's the line in it. Like I'm, I'm out here singing to the bright lights with all this darkness in my head. And that, that was the, that was what that was about. Like the being in the middle of those people wanting to like bring my best and wanting to serve them the best I could, but feeling like fake in it, if that makes sense. Even though it wasn't, I, I think in hindsight, I can see that like, I wasn't, um, I wasn't, I was exercising faith, I guess in the, in the realest way that means. Cause it's like, if um, Kierkegaard talks, says it's, I'm really paraphrasing, but to the effect of you, um, it's not really faith unless you, sorry, faith cannot live without doubt. So you're not really exercising faith. If, if there's no part of you that doesn't think what can happen won't happen. Does that make sense? So he's like, if you're walking over a, if you're sitting on a chair, like sitting on a normal chair that's worked a million times and has no business looking like it's going to break. Um, he's like, you're not really exercising faith in sitting on that chair. It's a, but if you are walking across a rickety bridge or you go sit in a chair, this is broken chair beside me actually, where it was like, a, I got it in an antique store. It's like 70 years old. And yeah, but then I sat on it and it broke. But I do remember as I sat on it, I was like, I was like, this could break. And I guess, and I was, I, to push to the metaphor, I was exercising faith and it, I guess it didn't work out that time. But the, but the, but I think that is maybe what faith is. It's when, um, it's not being like so brazenly uh, certain that there's no room for questions. I think it's actually belief in the middle of uh, doubt and unknowing. Oh, don't mind him, he's made of darkness But I take him everywhere I go You'd think the light would make him harmless And yet by light do shadows grow It's to me intention I didn't know I had depression Till he started writing songs And I told him not to draw attention so he flutters across the floor Come watch me dancing with my shadow I'm trying to figure out the steps Between the man you think you follow And the man I really am I'm out here singing to the bright light All night with all this darkness in my Watch me dancing with my shadow Can't you see that I can dance So that was part one with Benjamin William Hastings. 
If you felt like that was short, that's because we have a lot more for you next week. And I knew that I was including a nearly 10 minute intro at the start of this. Actually, it just panned out that way, but it worked out well. So that's really good, right? This is my first call to say to you, hey, go follow Benjamin William Hastings online and say hi to him. Tell him how much you appreciated the first part of his interview. Isn't it refreshing to hear like a Christian artist who's got quite a bit of acclaim a backing in evangelical circles say I had an existential crisis and I was questioning parts of my faith I was like oh if I it just is such a comfort I'm like yes we're all human this is just part of faith and life and and I love that that's becoming a a part of how we talk about faith now in evangelical culture. It's not to say in other denominations or in like smaller groups we haven't had these conversations, but in my perspective, it feels like these have been really taboo. We tend to get really scared by any sort of questioning when that's actually like that was part of the culture and the part of the Jewish culture that Jesus grew up in, that the that the Bible was written in. Um, you may disagree, but I love having space for questioning because I believe that God is right there in the middle of it. That's what I experienced in this album. So go and say hello to Ben if you don't already follow him. He is at, on Instagram, Benjamin William Hastings. Or find him on the web at BenjaminWilliamHastings.com. Videos, songs, all of that sort of stuff. You can also go and stream slash buy his album, all 25 tracks. It is called Benjamin William Hastings and you'll find that now. On today's episode, you heard four of the tracks from the album. That was Hold On To Your Hats, Homewood, The Jesus I Know and Dancing With My Shadow. Like I said in the interview, Dancing With My Shadow was one of my favourites. As someone who experiences mental health, well, we all experience mental health, but I live with depression and anxiety. And so I heard that. And you know when songs feel like coming home, like you just feel so seen in them? Dancing With My Shadow was one of those songs. Um, and there's a few others on the album. So I was delighted to be able to add that to this list. So today we talked about Benjamin's existential crisis. Next week, we are also, we're continuing a conversation with that. We talk a little bit about deconstruction uh, and how there's a da- taboo with deconstruction, but how for Benjamin, it wasn't about dismantling Jesus. It was about just figuring out where he sat with different constructs that he had grown up with or experienced or learned about in the church, figuring out where does this sit with the Jesus that I know Um, and figuring out what that means on a, like a personal level and also a global level. We also, I mean, we chat very broadly about Hillsong as well. Now I tried to be really respectful with that. I'm aware that it's, it's an important topic, but also Benjamin's here to talk about his, his work, right. And his future and his career. So I wanted to respect that, but he was really, gracious in just sharing a little bit about how he and the band sort of navigated that as a team um, when all their allegations and everything came out about Brian Houston. So I'm excited for you to hear that. Benjamin has some great thoughts and you're really going to enjoy next week's episode. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please go and subscribe. You'll find us at the Between You and Me podcast on all your podcast platforms. Just hit follow. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating. It will be a great Christmas present, like a little gold star on the tree. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, And you can also connect with us on social media. We are at Between You Me Pod. You'll also find us on the interwebs at BetweenYouAndMePod.com. See previous episodes and all that fun stuff. That is all for this episode because we've got a whole big one coming up. So I will see you next week, my friends. 
Here's to hope. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be Through the years.